Welcome to the latest episode of Too Boldly Pod, the unscripted podcast about anything and everything. And well, you know the rest. Now, before we even get started in today's podcast, I'd like to put, I'd like to insert a thought into your head, if you will. This is going to be somewhat of a controversial episode for some of you, and then some of you are just going to think it's absolute bunk altogether. The thought that I would like to instill into all of your heads, the believers and the non-believers, is just to keep an open mind, to hear me out. And then at the end, if you still think one way or the other, that's perfectly fine. What I am about to give you is my opinion, my opinion based on 10 years of experience, but it's still just an opinion. So... Keep that in mind as we move through this podcast. And what do I mean by that? Well, this weekend I binged a program that caused me to want to come on here and talk again because I have a little bit of experience. I'm not saying I'm the know-it-all, so I'm going to say that right up front. Don't think at any point through this program, through this podcast, that I am somebody who thinks that he knows everything about the topic, because I don't. I don't think anybody does. But I do have, like I said, 10 years of actual experience in the field, so I have a little bit of if you dare I say, expertise. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the paranormal, more specifically within ghost hunting, because this weekend I binged this show on the travel channel called Unexplained Caught on Video. It's three seasons, about ten episodes each. And it's basically just people's capturing unexplained phenomenon, predominantly ghostly sightings on video and ghost investigations and whatnot. There were a few cryptozoological and a few UFO ones, but we're really not going to talk about those ones very much because it's a topic for another podcast, but this one I really wanted to talk about because a few things kind of struck me, and it struck me so much not only because of my experience running a paranormal group for 10 years, but it also struck me for some of the experiences that I had within that 10-year period of being in a paranormal slash ghost hunting group that really made me think, and I know I've said this before on social media and my post and whatnot, but I don't put a ton of stock into 
your run-of-the-mill TV paranormal shows because they're so produced by the networks and the production companies that there's so much stuff that's staged. There's so much stuff that's set up for entertainment value that you really don't know what's paranormal and what's ghostly and what isn't. And like I said at the beginning of this, keep in mind if you're a believer or even if you're somebody that doesn't believe in ghosts at all, just hear me out through this podcast and hopefully at the end if you still disagree or totally agree or disagree on both sides of the fence, hopefully you'll be willing to talk to me logically about it because I had a lot of issues with this show in and of itself, not because of the premise of the show, but because of some of the people they actually had on this show. And I will give the show credit because they did, at least season two and three, they had a the requisite skeptic on there who I actually have heard of and know of this person. His name is Kieran O'Keefe. And he's what is known as a, well, actually, Dr. Karen O'Keefe, sorry. But he is what is known as a paranormal investigator, but he's very skeptical. He he necessarily doesn't disbelieve in everything, but he is sort of kind of like the way I went about my paranormal investigations with my group. And we tried to kind of prove things weren't what people were experiencing. We tried to prove that what they saw wasn't paranormal. And then after all of that come through and we couldn't prove it and we could reproduce it or recapture it on video or audio, then maybe we may have said that it was quite possibly paranormal. So he goes into it with a skeptical mind. He's looking for an explanation is the best way to put it. And that was refreshing in season two and three because there were a a few of them that were clearly set up. And we'll get to that here in a few minutes that he kind of called them out. And I was actually happy to see the three other, quote, experts on the show. There was a couple of times where they actually kind of called out the people in the video as well for staging things or misidentifying things or just plain making things up. So all in all, before we get into it, As a whole, it's been an entertaining show, an entertaining weekend of mindless entertainment while I sat around waiting for nothing to happen, which is, you know, basically my life while I was waiting to come up with a topic for this week's podcast. That's how exciting my life is. But it was an entertaining enough show, especially for people that are interested in ghostly phenomenon and the paranormal it's a very entertaining show and you have to keep that in mind when when networks have to fill all this 
programming time up, they need to come up with shows, so they come up with shows that everybody knows about, like Ghost Hunters and Most Haunted and shows like that to, to, to fill the space. And there's, there's hundreds of shows out there like that in many different paranormal genres. So you have to keep that in mind while you're watching these shows that first and foremost, they're programming, they're entertainment. So they're really not going to take a true, serious approach to the investigation. Maybe the people that are on the shows may go into the project with good intentions to be serious. They have to sort of curtail to the contract of the network that they sign. So they kind of sign away their rights. And I have a little bit of experience with that because when I ran the paranormal group, we were actually contacted by a network. If you remember the old reality show called Wife Swap, we got an uh, an inquiry email about that show wanting to do a paranormal angle and if we would be interested in, quote, auditioning for the show. And within that initial email, which you read through it all, it was basically... You do what you do, and they film it, but they have the right to change anything and everything about what you film and say and capture. So, say you go into an investigation and you, you capture nothing. That would mean they would have the, the right to change things around to make it look like we did capture something, and that tends to happen you've heard former ghost hunter cast members that left the show and and went on podcasts and and other shows and whatnot and interviews and talked about how they were forced to sort of stage things to make things look scary for tv purposes so you have to keep that in mind when you're watching paranormal shows on tv and that that doesn't just go for ghost shows that goes for ufo shows and conspiracy shows and all of that they're gonna make it as outrageous and entertaining to keep people sitting there watching their channel so they can get the ratings i.e the the advertising revenue and I've said this many times to people that I've talked to about being in a paranormal group, and I've probably said it on this podcast more than one occasion in other podcasts that I've been on, is actual paranormal investigating 99.999% of the time is absolutely nothing. It's sitting in the dark, looking like a fool, nothing happening, no ghostly experiences, nothing at all happens. That's basically what ghost hunting is for the most part of the time. And you kind of got to suffer through all of that, to hopefully to get that 0.0001% 
chance of evidence, which in my time in the paranormal group, we we did capture a few times a few interesting audio clips and video clips that we thought were very interesting and very intriguing and very unexplainable is the best way to put it. But like I said, for the most part, the vast, vast, very vast majority of the time while you're ghost hunting is nothing like you see on TV. It's just sitting around in the dark with absolutely nothing happening. And the good thing about shows like I'm talking about, the Unexplained caught on camera show is they give you the the snippets of things that people actually collected without having to to sit there through the hours and hours and hours of nothing happening but the bad thing about shows like this is you also get and this is sort of a new thing that's kind of sprung up in the last say 10 maybe pushing 15 years, but more so the last 10 years. And that's people that have, well, the modern phrase is now called people trying to be influencers, making a living by being internet content providers, being influencers. So that's a lot of the videos that you see on this show are people that have YouTube channels or TikTok channels or all of those channels. And and a lot of times they identify themselves as a YouTube YouTube content provider is their quote-unquote job. So they basically go around just filming everything, and that's how they make a living, which is perfectly fine. But the problem with that is, and I kind of made a social media statement about this while I was watching this show because it kind of angered me a little bit and part of it stemmed from one of the quote-unquote experts on the show talking about a video and they they sort of made a statement that really kind of bugged me a little bit it was actually Dr. O'Keefe that made the statement And I know he's a believer in the possibility of things of the paranormal variety, but he sort of said it after one of these these videos from a YouTube content provider, and I'll just read you my post, and then we'll take it from there. I said, it bugs me when people say something is pseudoscience regarding the paranormal, and say it and meaning it in a derogatory manner, implying that the paranormal is not real or possible. Now, he did say that, and when he said it, what he was referring to was actually correct, because it was a YouTube provider who had absolutely zero experience with paranormal investigation at all. Matter of fact, this guy said he... He went into this being an an absolute total skeptic, and then all of this stuff happened. And during his video presentation, a lot of the stuff was kind of what you might think from a lot of the videos that you see 
on TikTok and YouTube and all these places now of of haunting experiences, stuff like that. It's stuff that you just see kind of out of the corner of your eye or just off the camera. So there are easy angles to sort of explain them as hoaxes, but you really can't say it because the person is sitting there looking you dead in the camera swearing that they were the only person in the room or the only person in the entire building so there's no way that this could possibly be hoaxed which honestly should be a tip off to just about anybody when they tell you honestly that there was nobody else in there but me so there's no possible way that this could be a a setup or staged or anything but i will say there was one thing that was great at least one segment of this entire three seasons of this show that I watched, is there was a guy that admitted that they went into this place and they were going to set up a, a scene, a scary scene, to film, and then something actually happened while they were in there that they didn't plan. So I appreciate the fact that this guy, who was another online content provider... At least this guy admitted that they went in to set up a scene to post online to get clicks and and hits and views and whatnot. So, and he did admit after this event happened to him that from that point on, every time he posted a video that was created, he was going to put a disclaimer at the beginning of it so people knew that, you know, they made this up it's fake it isn't real and i actually appreciated him for saying that but there was a whole bunch of other ones that they showed that were clearly people just trying to create content to get clicks and views and likes and comments and whatnot on their social media channels so there was a lot of things that you just kind of watch, and you're like, yeah, that's interesting. That could be something ghostly, but it could also be easily faked. And they were sort of passing it off as being real, and I, I didn't really like that. And I didn't like how, for the most part, this show just kind of played it off as something real although i will admit after say the first five or six episodes the the narrator started using the qualifier if this is real which is a standard statement in pretty much any paranormal show these days that they'll use to kind of get away with it and one other thing that kind of bugged me during the show was there was these two girls in California that were clearly trying to get some kind of TV show or create a name for themselves of their own in this TV program allowed them to appear on this show twice. Now, the first time they had them on there could have honestly been their, their indoctrination into the paranormal, something they thought was happening. And it was a very interesting case that they showed. But then a few episodes later, they showed up again doing an investigation in a haunted 
mansion in California. And I will I, I'll give the show credit because they they use the qualifier that the girls called themselves the self-professed greatest ghost hunters in the world. So they were already trying to market themselves before they even filmed this. So these two girls were clearly inexperienced in ghost hunting. They, they, they took a couple ideas they saw from ghost hunters or most haunted or any, any of the bevy of shows you've seen on TV and took their ideas and just sort of recreated them in their little segment that they got on this show. And I have to give the show credit because the all the ex- experts that talk on the show really kind of called them out for everything that these girls did, so... Kind of keep that in mind if something the paranormal is something that really interests you and something you you think you might be interested in getting involved with it's it's honestly nothing that you really want to just go into with complete cold feet you want to sort of dip your toes in the water with somebody that has a little bit of experience before you kind of set out on your own. I mean, it's one thing to to take a camera to a, a local cemetery and walk around. That That's one thing. But going into alleged haunted locations and whatnot all by yourself with no experiences can really be a dangerous situation. I'm not saying that because of the ghostly part of it. It's just, a lot of times these, these buildings are abandoned and they're condemned. So there's all sorts of dangers that you have to keep your 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 eye out for. And it's stuff that people without experience don't really keep in mind when they just sort of willy-nilly walk into these places and just start walking through there and trying to experience the paranormal. So that's just some of the things you have to keep in mind when you're doing any sort of paranormal investigating. And that's not to sort of dissuade anybody from from investigating the paranormal because I honestly think anybody and everybody should if you're interested and believe in the possibility of certain things being possible, then by all means, you, you should read into it. You should look into it. You should investigate into it and see if you can find some answers on your own. But don't do what a lot of these social media content providers are doing and just kind of jumping in with cold feet because whether they're real or not is irrelevant. There's a lot of danger involved in a lot of these situations. So you have to, I mean, just put it this way, it might not even just be an abandoned house that might just be an empty house that you go into. And you don't know if there's, you know, it's some kind of drug den where there's people in there with weapons or if somebody actually owns the house that you don't know about and they happen to drive by and see people in there. And they have a gun, so they just go in there instead of calling the police. It can be 
dangerous. So you have to be prepared and be on guard at all points when you're doing these investigations. So I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from getting into the paranormal. I'm just saying if you're interested in doing it, try to find a local group that you can sort of hook up with for a little while to to learn a little bit about the institution and how to do things before you actually step out on your own and do it by yourself or create your own group. And a lot has changed since I had my paranormal group in the early 2000s to actually about 2012 was the last time that we investigated. So it's been a little over 10 years since we did any actual investigating. And a lot has changed since then. And predominantly what most has changed is the proliferation of cell phone technology. We had cell phones back when we did the group that I was in, but they weren't quite as smartphone-y, if you will, as they are these days. So there wasn't all these possible ghost hunting apps that you can get on your cell phone. We used to have, you know, old school digital recorders and stuff like that when when we did the investigating. But I sort of wanted to show you a little bit about one of the apps that they showed a lot on this show that people were using. And we're going to do a little on-podcast, on-air example of exactly what this app is like. And this app is called the Ghost Hunters Vox. It's a free download, and you can pay for non-ads if you so choose. But this is an app that allegedly picks up EVPs or voices as they happen while you're investigating And I downloaded it onto my phone and sort of tested it out here at my house and in the studio. And I really got a whole bunch of words that really didn't mean anything. And I did the whole ghost hunting portion of it. I was asking questions. I was trying to draw out a specific answer to certain things. And... I didn't really get a lot, but we'll try it here in the air and see if we can get anything. Now, this app audibly says the word when it allegedly is being said by a ghost, and you'll hear a beeping noise that allegedly tells you when there's a spirit by. You can hear it starting to to load up now, and the beeps you hear are when our ghosts are around. Are you here? 
Tell me what your name is. And I got a response right now on here that reads, Audience. Is that kind of strange for me recording a podcast and audience comes up? Yeah, that's kind of weird, but is it proof that a ghost is saying audience? I don't know. You tell me about it. But I'm not really completely sold on this app or not. I'm going to keep it on my phone and use it periodically just to see if I can get any sort of strange answers to questions that I ask and whatnot. But, and whether you believe in ghosts or not, in EVPs, a lot of times they're they're explainable. You have to kind of go the extra 10 yards, if you will, with... EVPs or electronic voice phenomenon. You have to really go out of your way to make sure isn't another group member talking in another area of the building you're in. You have to make sure that it's completely silent. You have to make sure it's not, you know, picking up a radio signal or a TV station from a house next door or anything like that. You kind of have to go those extra steps. And a lot of times the 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 best EVPs are the ones that you get that have sort of direct answers to the questions that you ask. And I'm going to play one that we had when we had our paranormal group that was kind of sort of strange, kind of a direct response to me when I was asking them what their name was. And... I had said, does your name start with C? And then that's when we got a response, and I'll play it for you right here. C. Now, you could probably barely hear the voice after I had said, is it C? But we think we heard it say, You'll never know. Now, I'll replay it for you here, and then we amplified the response three times after the initial clip, so maybe you'll be able to hear it this time. Let's see. So was that a ghost responding to me, telling me that I'll never know whether the name starts with C? We tried to recreate that that sound when we were doing the investigation, and we couldn't do it. So will I put my hand on a Bible, which really would mean nothing for me, but would I swear in a court of law, how's that, that... That was a ghost responding to me. Yeah, I would say it, but do I have any proof behind it? No, because that's really all we captured during that investigation. We just thought it was a a strange point to get some kind of response when I was asking the spirit what their name was or what their name started with. So, does the whole... 
ghost meter thing that I just played you a few minutes ago, is that something real? I don't know. The audience answer that kind of popped up was kind of strange since I'm sitting here recording a podcast, but is it proof of a ghost being here in the studio at the same time that I'm recording a podcast about ghosts? No, it's not proof at all. It's just intriguing. So just keep that in mind when you're into the paranormal, whether you're a believer or an absolute skeptic and think it's absolute bunk, just just remember there we we don't know everything about this universe, so we're still learning stuff each and every day about how the world works, about how the universe works, about how everything works. So we really don't know everything. We're it's still a learning process for all of us. And there's stuff that we thought we knew 500 years ago that we have since learned. Well, put it this way. Like I said in my post on social media, 1,500 years ago, people were positive that the earth was flat. And then we learned that it wasn't. 1,500 years ago, people were convinced that the earth was the center of the universe and the sun and the stars revolved around the earth. Well, we learn that that's really not the case. The earth actually revolves around the sun. So we learn new things each and every day. And we just have to remember that what we know one day might get proven to not be true the next day. And then on the flip side of that, there might be things that we're absolutely sure about that we actually learn the following day that it was absolutely incorrect. You have to swallow your ego and be able to accept both sides of this fence. You have to, if you're a absolute total skeptic, be able to say, yeah, you know what, if somebody shows me the proof, then I got to be able to say, you know what, you're right. Ghosts are real, UFOs are real, whatever is real. And then if you're an absolute, without question, believer in everything of the paranormal variety, if somebody shows you incontrovertible proof that we're alone in this universe or ghosts don't exist, then you have to be able to accept the fact that, you know what, I believed it, but I was wrong. It's as simple as that. And I know that's sort of the ride-the-fence answer, but that's kind of the way you have to be with the unknown. You have to be able to expect and accept the outcome one way or the other. And it's as simple as that, folks. Do I want, do I believe that we're alone in this universe? Absolutely, I do not. But, and I've had my experience that I've talked about on this podcast when I was 15 years old that I can't explain to this day. But can I, without question, say it was an alien spacecraft? No, I really can't. So if it turns out that it was just some sort of airplane or 
secret government project that I saw that night, then so be it. That's what it was. But could it have been a UFO? Absolutely. It still could because we don't have the incontrovertible proof that it wasn't yet. And that's all. We have to keep an open mind. If you have any thoughts, let me know on Facebook or Twitter at TooBoldlyPod. I'd actually really love to hear your thoughts about today's topic. And if you have any of these newfangled apps, ghost hunting apps, and you've used them with any success or not, let me know on Facebook or Twitter. And I should actually create a new Threads account for this too, but I'll do that before next time. As usual... I don't have a closer for this podcast, so I'll simply close with, I want to believe. <laughs>